Blog Talk Radio. to Wide Men Can't Jump. I am your host, Nate Bush, and we got a very special guest tonight. Who actually sang that track? Well, he pantomimed that track. We'll say that. No offense to him on that. We love him. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, will be joining us tonight. But first, I'm going to introduce a guy that I've known for quite a while now, and I will say that he has starred on some great episodes of not featuring Nipsey Russell, not featuring Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley, not featuring Richard Dawson, and not featuring, featuring Betty White or Fanny Flanagan. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you the co-host of Wide Men Can't Jump, Mr. T.R. Shock Tom. <laughs> Yowza, yowza, yowza to all you fans out there. This is TR, Tom Robinson. How are you tonight? No, I always do that on purpose in the beginning. That's my radio fake voice. A little surprise there from Nate Bush in the beginning with uh, the older references and the little uh, ditty for my intro. My 76ers are playing tonight. I'm excited. I'm feeling good. We got uh, Double J, a basketball prodigy as a youngster and a pro wrestler as an adult which is perfect for our show um how you doing big nate doing okay not as uh better than i was the other night which we'll get into a little later but how did you you like that little match game thing i threw in there i was a big fan growing up i always liked that show yeah it reminded me of uh i hadn't thought of that show prior to um not for a long time Anyway, and <clears throat> I took my mom to a casino, and they, they have a, a version of that game. And it, it's Gene Rayburn, right? Is that the guy? Oh, yeah, Gene Rayburn, yeah. His yeah, voice Gene. is so amplified on that if, when she would, like, hit three sevens or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Of course, she spent it back. So moral of the story, don't gamble, people. Not on sports, <laughs> not on anything. Keep your damn money. You work too hard for it. Well, don't forget uh, – if you uh, did win the game and you were able to match on the board, you were able to play a round of a uh, match to double your winnings, which back then winning on a game show was $500, and you could double that if you matched the celebrity. And everybody always went with all the young females that they would win. So who do you want to try to match? And Gene had that huge, long microphone that Bob Barker used to pack around, uh, you know, those kind of microphones. And he was like, who do you want to play with? And all the women would say the same thing. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> play with Richard Dawson. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Richard, he was, throwback. Richard had the uh, – he'd be in jail today, like with the family feud. Oh, God. He'd be kissing everybody on the lips. And, Richard Lord Dawson, have mercy, I think – Richard Dawson, I think, may hold the record for most makeouts with women over 50 years old. That may be a Guinness World Record. 
Yeah. On Family yeah. Feud, on Family Feud, he looked like he had knocked back a few and was like, "Hey, you know how you doing? It's me, Richard. How you doing, honey?" And he just—it's the worst Richard Dawson impression of all time. But uh, he would just start making out with these women and slipping the tongue, and he looked like he belonged in like a nineteen. 19- 70s or 60s gangster movie with the way he dressed and act but what a class act richard dawson was if you're a grandma out there he probably made out with you (laughs) yeah he's he's necking with one of the contestants and uh, the producers are like come on and he turns around survey says uh anyway um sorry about that (laughs) all disheveled with his hair messed up but anyway what are we going to talk about we going to talk about the t-wolves or the sixers first well, first, we want to talk about our good friends over at WowFreeCam.com, because without them, this show would not be possible. And uh, since we're going down that road, number one cam site that everyone out there should be looking on when you're lonely at home in the evening survey says WowFreeCam.com. That's what it says. And as you know, WowFreeCam.com is the number one site and our main sponsor here on Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks for tuning in. Check those guys out. They are good people. So, let's yeah, talk a I mean, uh, NBA. Or a public here, thank you. Public thank you um, to those guys over there. Um, because, uh, good people. As you said, they were with us uh, when we were frantically at the other station, which we love, LaughCast.com. Give them a look. They got great programming. Um, Definitely. We were... We were, you know, in the beginning of this journey, we were uh, trying to find a comfortable home, and uh, they provided it for us. But one thing that was consistent was there and here were um, Wow Free Cam, so check it out. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and we want to thank them again. But let's talk a little basketball, TR. Do you want to talk about your 76ers, which will be actually be probably a, a rather polite conversation, or do we want to talk about my T-Wolves, which ain't going to be so nice? Well, I don't know which uh, energy we want to put out there first, the positive or the negative. Uh, maybe you should go first, and then I should lighten it up afterward. Okay. Well, here goes. How, those, how are those 42-win eighth-seeded Jimmy Butlerless Minnesota T-Wolves? The floor is yours, sir. Well, I'll tell you this. They ain't been doing anything worth their salt, and that's for sure. Uh, they did get the win over the Knicks uh, last week, which we kind of discussed. Then they go in on the back-to-back. They lose to Philly, which not surprising. What was surprising is by how much they lost to Philly. Your squad looked pretty good against them. Then they had the and, – and I'll contribute that. Towns had a bad game. It was a back-to-back, and Philly's no slouch. Um, so I took that loss as it is, grain of salt, moving on. So then they played Memphis on Monday at home. It's like, okay, Memphis is trying to lose. Memphis right now has a record. They had a record of, uh, I believe it was 19 and 50, 19 and 54 at the time. They're trying to lose. They're trying to tank. They're trying to get a top pick. They're, you know, Mark Gasol played. Um, they don't have, they don't have a lot. They are. They really don't. And they come into I'm Minnesota pretty sure, and win. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, Nate, uh, I might be off by a game, but I think they lost 20 of 22 going into that game. Yeah, it was some, something amazing like that. And then they beat Minnesota at home in a game Minnesota cannot lose. They cannot lose that game. And I messaged you and Tim, and I said this. Minnesota loses to the Grizzlies. They had 11 points in the fourth quarter. They had three 
field goals in the whole quarter. Three. That is pathetic. That is the saddest, sorriest effort I've ever seen out of a team that's supposedly heading to the playoffs, that's supposed to be a team that was a three seed at one time. You take one player away, you can't score more than three baskets in a quarter. This is the NBA. Get out with the nonsense. This is awful. The Grizzlies shot 18-31 from three. That's ridiculous for a team who really can't shoot that well. Wolves had 11 points in the fourth quarter. Wayne Selden, ladies and gentlemen. If you know who Wayne Selden is, pat yourself on the back. I didn't know who he was until the other night. He had 14 points by himself in the fourth quarter. The Wolves, as a team, had 11. Wiggins and Towns looked completely lost, had no clue what was going on. There was no good defense, no help side. We have Derrick Rose hurt. We've got Jimmy, Jimmy Butler hurt, which is the main thing. And people are trying to say, well, Towns and Wiggins have never learned how to win. It's time to learn. It's time to play off, all right? Now's the time where you move forward, you step up, you play your game, all right? You, you've been playing this all season. Why can't you win against a team that's not supposed to win, a team that's trying to lose, a team that's not very good, but yet you lose in crunch time for the playoffs? What is going on? You're not on the road. You're at home. You slept in your own bed. You had a night off. It's not a back-to-back. You're playing a team who that, that win hurt them. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'll never understand how they lost that game. It, it, it was pathetic. It was one of the saddest excuses of a basketball game I've seen from that squad in a long time. Nobody was playing well. And it was the, the defensive effort was sad. They weren't closing in on help side. They were, they were letting backdoor cuts go right by them, plenty of alley-oops. They weren't boxing out. They weren't playing well. They weren't doing what it takes to win a game. And I got completely fed up with it, and I went on just a tirade the other night. And this is just – it's a sad state of affairs that the Wolves have lost that game. Luckily, the Nuggets had lost that day, too. Utah leapfrogged us. Now, tonight, the Wolves play again tonight, as my mother in the other room takes a coughing fit. The Wolves play the Atlanta Hawks, and they are attempting – to get back on track here. If you can't beat the Hawks at home, I, TR, I, we just might as well just, just check out. Um, we've got the Phoenix Suns are playing the Clippers tonight, Ghost Suns. Uh, Scott Roberts, your boys, I'm pulling for them tonight. They need a win because the Wolves have a game and a half on um, the Clippers right now. They're a half game back of Utah, full game back of New Orleans and San Antonio. So not all hope is lost to move back up. You win tonight. Get the Suns to win. Get the Celtics to win. And if you can, there's a game tomorrow of interest, and that would be the Thunder and the Spurs. you got to be a Thunder fan there if you want to make any moves. So things can turn around. The Wolves have a very weak schedule coming up. But, man, can't be giving the games away like they did the other night, and that's what they did. I'll tell you what, brother. I mean, if, you know, I hope for you, actually for the state of basketball because Butler will be back uh, if they're, you know, if they make the playoffs, but for the state of the NBA, if if a guy, if a team like Minnesota loses to the Grizzlies and the Hawks in crunch time, that's a that's a big big problem. I don't know, you know, I don't watch them as closely as I watch the Sixers, so I don't know if there's a Thibodeau thing or a uh, or quite frankly, they just relied too much on Jimmy. I, I believe Jimmy Butler is a great leader. Uh, 
and maybe Towns and Wiggins. Um, is, is Teague still healthy? Yeah, Teague, Teague was one of the guys who actually – let me go ahead and pull up the box score to that game, and, and you'll actually be surprised. Teague played well. Minnesota didn't break 100, but Teague played pretty well the other night. Uh, let me look well, here. I, he was one that I, w- I would think would have to step up because he's the – He's had playoff experience and so forth. Yeah. Well, Mark Gasol had 20 and 10 with six assists, and Mark Gasol was money from three. He shot 43% uh, field goal percentage in that game, didn't miss a free throw, and knocked down four of seven threes from Mark Gasol, your center. That explains a lot to me. Yeah. That explains a Uh, lot, though, because Memphis Memphis was uh, Adam Silver – put out the memo about tanking after Mark Cuban and Memphis was clearly, I mean, Tyreek Evans, he's healthier, you know, than I am. Yeah. And, uh, he's just straight chilling on the bench with a suit on. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. and it seemed like when, when Memphis played us, that, uh, Gasol in the first battle with Embiid was kind of pushing him around and showing yeah. him what a veteran presence can do. And Mark Gasol's a good player. Um, but he had something like five points and three rebounds against the Sixers, and I'm saying something's fishy here. So, yeah. unfortunately for you, the the night he decided to show up was against your squad. So, continue. well, I'm also having an issue with these uh, with the time that the the guys are playing on the court. Yeah, I'll read you the times off. Hold on, uh, Nemanja Bjelica did not play, but he only played 22 minutes. He had no points. He had no points whatsoever. He went 0 of 5 from the floor. Uh, Taj Gibson in his age he played 43 minutes and 11 seconds he matched andrew wiggins who played 43 and 11 gibson had 18 and 8 wiggins had 18 and 7 and towns played 39 minutes 15 points 12 rebounds teague the leading man with 25 uh he had seven assists he played 42 minutes jamal crawford played 30 minutes gorgie jang played 13 minutes 43 seconds here's here's one that i don't like tyus jones Five minutes, 51 seconds. That And that's it. Eight guys played, six guys scored. I know you're going to run with your eight-man rotation, but, man, what's what's the issue there? Like, I don't understand why. I know Butler did not playing hurts your nine-man rotation a little bit. Derrick Rose is a guy you brought in. But, you know, Aaron Brooks ain't no slouch. Tyus Jones and Marcus George's hunt is a, is a heck of a defender. Uh, Tyus Jones can play more than five minutes. Tyus Jones can play a good 15 to 20 if you need him to. And we needed him because Jeff Teague needs to have good legs heading into the playoffs. And we're overusing him trying to clinch a playoff position against a team like Memphis, which we shouldn't have had any issue with. Just angers me, you know? Oh, I know. Been there for four seasons. Yeah, uh, I've been there not, for about 14. Not the popular so. hotel. <laughs> yeah, I've been... I've been here. I've been at this. Uh, we can't make it to the playoffs area for thirteen, fourteen years now. And to give it, and if we give it away now, I'm I've just reached a new level of disappointed. Hopefully, we beat the Hawks tonight. Get a little help. Uh, last night, we got a lot of help. Uh, most every team we needed to lose did lose. Uh, just hope we can bounce back, win tonight. That's what it boils down to. Uh, it's early in the game right now, so we'll see what happens. And, and Dennis Schroeder's out tonight, so no excuse. <laughs> no excuse to lose to the Hawks tonight. And there's another tanking team then. The, uh, if, there's, if Schroeder's uh, 
banged up as opposed to injured. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> feel feel bad for you right now, but uh sense in the back of my head is that everything will come to fruition. It might take an A seed, which would be an awful match to go to Houston, but hey, you gotta yeah. beat the man to be the here's man. Here's the thing. Right? I'm here here's the thing. I'm not expecting the Wolves to be a team this season that's going to make that impact and go far into the playoffs. A second round appearance to me is as high as we're going this year. With Butler hurt, it looks like a first round appearance and exit are imminent. But if we don't make it, I'm calling it a failure. There's no sense to not make it. Right now, maybe I'm panicking a little bit. We do have a game and a half on L.A., but there's only so many games left this season. And as we move forward, these are teams we need to beat. There's a lot of games that we left out there. We beat the Warriors a few weeks ago without Jimmy Butler. That's huge. Granted, they didn't have Steph Curry, which we'll get into later, talking about Steph Curry, but we did beat them. Why can't we have that same mentality when it comes to beating a team we're supposed to beat? It almost seems like guys come in, they're young, they think, okay, this team's going to roll over for us because we're better than them talent-wise and we should beat them. Teams, even if they're tanking, they're not rolling over. These guys that are there that are losing, they don't like to lose. They're all only there because they're contractually obligated to them this is an audition you're giving them a chance to maybe go play for a team next season that can contend here's why you should have this guy here's why you should have this guy and wolves got to wake up there's no you can't be you know walking through the season asleep and that's what they were they were asleep the other night and guys like jeff teague tosh gibson showed why they're important but andrew wiggins carl anthony towns can't sleepwalk boys got to show up got to play Anyway, that's, that that's me on my soapbox. That's me on my soapbox for, for now. Um, so the 76ers, TR, they seem to be just on a roll. Get them some butter. <laughs> yeah, America's sweetheart right now. Uh, currently playing they the really Knicks are. in eight. I know, and uh, it's it's. I don't want to rain on my home team's parade. So I won't point out that when they played the other night against – Denver and Markel Fultz made his re-debut after 68 game absence and looked pretty damn good from a guy who didn't want to draft him. I publicly he say did. that. What uh, was he in the plus minus I, again? Plus 16 or plus something? Plus 16, and I, pre- I, I certainly predicted that he would not be in the plus because he's often a defensive liability and a one-dimensional player. But uh, he's shown some assists and you know, so far, so good. So, <clears throat> it is what it is on Markel. Celebrate whatever those guys want to do. What's funny is they're screaming, trust the process, and Jerry Colangelo is the guy who drafted Markel Fultz. So, there's <laughs> Philly for you. But, um, well, I, they, I'll tell you this I, before, I could point before you out, get off fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I could go point ahead. out I'm that sorry. a guy from Michigan State named Gary Harris, the best best player on Denver who I expected to be in the rookie's face, sat out conveniently. Uh, Tonight they're playing the Knicks. Porzingis is sitting out. The game prior to that, they played Minnesota. You guys. Jimmy Butler is hurt. Yeah. So they've got a heck of a streak for America's darling team and certainly a team I root for. I'm not a big fan of management and ownership. We won't go over that anymore, but 
I mean, the team, God bless them. I hope they go as far as they possibly can because they're really playing their butts off. But, you know, they're beating – I mean, you could take your pick besides maybe Golden State. and That's about it. When your best player is on the bench, LeBron James, are you going to play the Cavs? Are they tough? Mm, not really. I mean, they're fairly good. But they've got a lot of wins with the best player on the opposing team and playing here in Philadelphia, which they have a good record. Um, so – I can't – I want to put it this way. The whole city's drinking a Kool-Aid in even parts of the country. Um, mm-hmm. Some have said they even have a chance to win the East. Uh, I think that's taken a little far <laughs> and drinking the Kool-Aid. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. For, for now, I will uh, gladly take a sip and bask in the euphoria, but I'm not going to go full throttle and – Devote my heart to a crazy successful season that nobody would have saw coming. I will be happy, kind of similar to you with Minnesota, if these 76ers yeah. can have a home court round, uh, four seed, three seed, whatever they end up, if they end up there, and get through it, uh, that is a success to me because next year, the off season, all kinds of crazy stuff's going to happen. So uh, yeah. for now, kudos, Sixers. But I, I'm not jumping all the way in like the whole city seems to be. Well, you, you got to give credit where credit is due. And Mark Fultz looked good last night. But I want people to remember, this is the NBA season. It's a grind. It's uh, it's a marathon. Mark Fultz is very, very well rested. And those legs that he's running on are fresh compared to everyone else in the league that he was playing against the other night. Uh you got to think some guys are taking, you know, they're they're kind of trying to reserve a little bit, and they're tired. They they've got to sure. be ready for, and and I'm not trying to to rain on the parade either, but you got to look at things realistically. If Markel Fultz had played the whole season, that grind, that 82 games, I don't think Markel Fultz would be out there moving around like Markel Fultz is out there moving around right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to take things realistically, but like I said, I'm not going to rain on the parade. There, you know, there's a chance that they could have 50 wins, which was unthinkable. Uh, Joel Embiid has proven to be an incredible talent. Uh, he played already more games than I had predicted on our first show. So, uh, you know, God bless the medical staff. That apparently they do know something, at least in his case. And Ben Simmons, for all his lack of shooting ability, and we don't even know if it's lack of shooting ability. It's lack of shooting attempts if they're not, you know, from two feet away. He yeah. always kicks and gets those triple doubles. But, you know, when you got a guy like Donovan Mitchell, and you, Ben Simmons straight up proclaims he's the rookie of the year when he's asked after the games about the media. And if you're going to proclaim that, go out there and score 31 nine. You know what I mean? Uh, The triple-doubles are very impressive, but the guy has the ball in his hands more than any person in basketball, including LeBron James, including James Harden. Simmons has the ball in his hands more possessions than those guys do. So give me a 30-point effort, Ben, and then then you might get me to drink even more Kool-Aid. Well, I think um, (coughs) – go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, Two quick points. Uh, I hate to give Colangelo any credit, but – uh, picking apart the Hawks and getting Bellinelli and Ilyasova certainly gave us a lot of depth that we sorely needed to the point you brought up with uh, tired legs, specifically uh, a guy who's 
not often pointed out, but uh, J.J. Redick, who's, I don't know, season 15 or 16, 33 years old, he was always a second or third option. All of a sudden he became the first option, playing more minutes than he's ever played in his career. You know, they get tired. You know, in the fourth quarter it seemed like he and Embiid would get tired on defense, and that was when they were losing. Now they got extra bodies. Um, Covington seems to have gotten his craziness into control. He's playing lockdown defense, and he's not overshooting. T.J. McConnell's minutes are a little down since Fultz and Bellinelli and so forth, but I don't have any doubt that whenever he's in, he will make a contribution. So he'll take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes. That guy's just a keeper. And uh, Yeah. You know, nothing bad, really. Uh, Dario Sarch, most underrated player in the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, just uh, Dario looked his, good the his, other night. I actually watched. His, um, I watched part of his uh, game. I watched part of the game where uh, the Sixers were playing against um, the Nuggets when Fultz came back, and I thought Dario looked pretty damn good. Well, I mean, he he was always a quote good shooter, but not, you know, he's six ten, so he's uh. He's improved his three-point due to lack of shooters, basically, because he kept working on it. Now he's over 40%, and the guy last year should have won a rookie of the year when Embiid went out. Um, yeah, he, he should have. He won he rookie rookie of the month twice, and he just ground, uh, ground and pound kind of in the paint and was leading us to the very few victories we had. So most underrated, is I don't think there's an official award for that, but I would certainly vote for Dario and uh, – Nothing but good things to say about him. Oh yeah, he's he's fantastic. I guess I, really I can't bitch. What he does. I guess I can't bitch yeah. tonight. I mean, you could if you wanted to. Uh, other really, than what I mean, you told me when I was getting the, myself together off air uh, about Markel Fultz doing a flying headbutt to Joel Embiid. Hopefully they're both uh, okay. But other than that, I think uh, I think I'm pretty solid. I'd like to go to a playoff uh, series uh, live. We'll see if that comes to fruition man, well, it's, uh, it's all to. good man it's yeah all i hope good. you get a chance to uh actually the sense the sixers are going to the playoffs it's a done deal they've clinched uh who they face is yet to be determined uh you know with the way that the schedules are playing out they could move up to the three seat right now they're the four uh sitting pretty at the four seat uh they've been on quite a roll they've won seven in a row they are the three seed right now they win tonight, T.R. I actually think they will, um, depending on the score with Cleveland, depending on Cleveland, because Cleveland is playing Charlotte and they are winning at the moment. If Philly beats the Knicks and Cleveland somehow loses, then they will leapfrog the Cavs and they will become the three seed in the playoffs. So there's still a lot left to happen here in this NBA season. Um, I know everybody's getting geared up for playoff time and, and all that, but there's a lot left to go. We still got a long, uh, what, a couple weeks left, and we're going to be there every step of the way with you. And then when the playoffs start, it's just going to be madness, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, this is the – when we created Wide wide Men Can't Jump and we're, uh, you know, shopping it and whatnot, this was the time of year that we were focused in on. Um, yeah. I mean, Get the kinks out, that, final four whole, time. Yeah, Final Four time, and especially now you got the basketball season of NCAA is about ready to hit its high point. 
The NBA playoffs are starting soon. Once those get going, it's anybody's ball game um, because it's all it's. You're going to have games every single night. You're going to have just you know, there's going to be blowouts. There's going to be close ones. There's going to be you know it's not like uh, college basketball where you end up with you know just a couple of uh, a couple of games and then it's over. No, the the playoff season is a long drawn out. Thing. And I, I love that about the NBA because you really have to test the will of the players that come in there and, and play. It's really tough. Yeah, I, I just glanced at the halftime score. They're up for tonight being uh, yeah. what's the date, in case anybody listens after the fact. It's 67, it is March 28th. 63. March 28th, 67-63, Sixers at halftime. But one thing that's concerning to me, because I don't have it on in the background, is I see minutes played, and Joel Embiid is only nine minutes, so I don't think he returned from that uh, trip. He, to the he's locker. out the rest. It is reported he is out the rest of the game with a head injury. Oh, boy. Hey, Something hey. to keep an eye on. Uh, it's probably just protocol, I'm assuming. I don't think he would be that hurt. Uh, he is, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, the Sixers are going to need come playoff time, so. If he's banged up and thinks he could play again, it might be the best just to go ahead, take this game off, go to get your massage, Joel. We know how you love him. And just get in there and uh, come back for the next game, providing he clears concussion protocol, because you can never be too careful with a young player like that. Hey, man, he's so valuable at this point. If there's any doubt, they're already in the playoffs. Yeah. Stay out as long as he wants. He already stayed out two seasons, for God's sake, so. Yeah, two yeah. seasons out. What's another ten games, right? If you need him to set out, no big deal yeah. there. Um, um, but yeah, that's that was it on the my Sixers. Okay, well, that's the update with the Sixers and the Wolves. So uh, you got to hear nice Tr and angry Nate. So <laughs> the change of pace, the change of pace we're we're going with. Uh, our guests should be joining us at any time. Uh, so we'll be waiting for him to call in. And uh, according to Mr. Dombrova, he's staying on top of things. Thank you, Tim. It is a facial bruise. Um, is Joel is out, so they're being careful. And TR, our guest, is joining us right now. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to take a second to welcome our guest live on Wide Men Can't Jump. This is J E double F J A double R E double T. Now WWE Hall of Famer and former basketball player in the college and high school level, Mr. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, thank you very much for coming on our show tonight. Well, thanks, guys. It's been a, a busy, obviously been a very busy day for me, uh, but uh, it's been a busy month, I'll just say that. So, uh, But you guys got my attention when the invite came out and wanted to talk about basketball, so uh, that is actually my first true love, uh, but I do want to give you guys a heads up. I am uh, I call in out on time, but I'm running behind schedule. So can't, can't hang around for a long time, but I can definitely chat some basketball, and I appreciate you having me on to talk a little Hall of Fame, of course. No problem. As long gotcha, as you want Jeff. to be on, sir. Thank go you ahead, for, for uh, giving us a few minutes. Um, we'll go right into uh, something similar we have. Um, I think you're – I didn't check your age. You're around my age because we met when I came down to Philly – came down from Philly, rather, to Memphis for those fan trips and whatnot. And uh, so we're around the same time frame. 
you were I a went good to, pastor. 29, you twenty you twenty nine? Is that right? This oh, well, I just turned twenty nine, so I'm an early twenty nine. You may be yeah, like an old twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, I I think you had me a couple months or something. Twenty nine. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, in eighty seven, I think what we were minus three or something like that. But um, but Who's yeah, that, I mean <laughs> exactly. Um, I we have that in common. It was uh, basketball was kind of my side as they say in the uh, Philadelphia area, my side chick. Um, it was my two passions. I didn't know until after the fact a couple of years that uh, that you had came from basketball. You were, um, much like myself, not as big as you are now. I, I took it a little too far. But you were a guard like <laughs> me at Good Pasture High School. Is that That's in Hendersonville, right? Yeah, it's actually right out. It's in Nashville. I, I, I live in a little suburb right outside. Well, it's no longer a little suburb. It sounds good. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it's in Nashville. And, uh, you know, um, the probably the most famous basketball player to come out of my high school is Ron Mercer, who went on to win a national championship at the University of Kentucky and then played some pro ball. So, um, yeah, uh, he, Good Pasture he, High School is when I gradu- where I graduated from, yes. He played with the Bulls, too, right? And uh yeah, with Jordan for Good trivia note there. Um and then you went to Juco ball, played for Aquinas. Um so was there ever a thought in your mind because we had Ron I, I, Another another good little trivia note is is my claim to fame is is that my freshman year started every game, uh enjoyed the heck out of it, got into the business. Uh I actually wrestled or I refereed on T V but was in the business. During the time as our college, uh, high school, I mean college basketball uh, tournaments, uh, the coach never knew, uh, so that was a bonus. And uh, the next year <laughs> that I didn't go, I did not go back. But anyway, uh, they went on to win the national championship. So uh, I got them ready. My freshman uh, uh, do the heavy lifting, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but Aquinas won the national championship <laughs> way back when in, in, in junior college. So uh, that's no, that's I love incredible. basketball. I could. Because uh, we had Ron yep. Fuller on, and he was in, at the University of Miami, but he also, much like you, had the family business, and he kind of he kind of came out and said he he already knew that he just was going into wrestling, and uh, basketball. He's six foot nine, obviously a little advantage on us, but yep. um, he uh, he went into the family business as did you, but that's that's incredible that they won the. Uh, they won the national championship, and uh, was that around the time of the Bill and Buddy show and all that good stuff that went down? The Bill and Buddy show. What are you talking about? The Bill and Buddy show. Are you talking about well, the, the Ernie Jarrett and was the Ernie and Bur- uh, Oh, the what now? Go ahead. Jeff Jarrett was a referee while he was playing, and uh, I believe that was when uh, oh, Buddy the Bill Landau and Buddy and- show. Okay, gotcha. But Bill Dundee, yes, it took me a second to register. I I was still on basketball. Yes. Um, but, but uh, yeah, and, and I think your earlier question, I think where you're going was, did I ever think about it? Sort of like Ron, I'd always, you know, I don't know, did he play all four years? I'm not even sure. I knew he played ball. Um, no, he, but, you he know, my plan, too. okay, my plan was to uh, do a little bit of the wrestling industry, but certainly go back um, and, uh, you know, play my sophomore year in, in JUCO and then go on to a four-year school because, I had to sit out because of a transfer issue 
Uh, I had to set up my junior year, so I was one of those guys that was, as they say, heavily recruited late. Uh, so that that the bag <laughs> of chips will get you a scholarship. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> so I decided opted to go to the junior, and they were loaded. Yeah, we they just loaded with talent every year. One of those things, but you know, as junior college is, a lot of guys aren't exactly dialed into academics. Um, but another little footnote, uh, the one year that I did go, I was an academic All-American. So uh, I hit the books lightly, and, uh, but loved to play ball. Absolutely loved to play ball. Awesome. Well, Jeff, this is Nate, by the way. Uh, Jeff, that's great, to, uh, great stories to hear you talk about ball there. But not only are you into playing ball, but apparently it runs in the family. Um, you've got a daughter who is actually a standout AAU basketball player. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I've got I've got four daughters, but 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 and and the only one playing now. The other the other ones are old, and and Kira's into music. Uh, but Jaren, the seventh grader this year. Um, She's just cranking up AAU ball, but their middle school team, what a run. You talk, you know, they get, and you guys can relate to this because you talk ball all the time, and obviously, uh, you know, you talk more pro ball, so this isn't quite as relatable to your audience. But, you know, they got beat by their rival uh, in, the, in, in the regular season twice, and they met them in the district finals and got beat. But they still advanced because the top two teams in the finals. Then they met them in the region finals, and they beat them. And they went on, and they got to the finals of the state championship and just ran across an incredible team. Uh, but we gave them their best game of the year. Still got beat by 20. It's a real dominant team. But anyway, yes, Jaren, seventh grader, uh, she, she, uh, and she was a softball player for a couple of years and just sort of dabbled in basketball. But she's definitely got the bug like all of us have. And uh, she loves it. She's, uh, you know, her, her uh, travel team, AAU team, whatever you guys call it, want to call it, uh, has cranked up and uh, – she was at practice earlier this evening, actually. Well, that's great. Good it's stuff, good to man. It. It, it runs in the family. Um, you uh, you made the switch from basketball to wrestling. Um, to anybody under a rock, this man's been a fixture in the uh, mainstream of pro wrestling, and April 6th he will be inducted into WWE Hall of Fame. It's kind of... Uh, poetic justice and bittersweet for me not bitter at all um i was one of those guys who was raving about jeff jarrett and billy travis against pat tanaka and paul diamond as the best matches in the united states when i was one of those smart fan guys but uh (laughs) to see how far you've come and the fact that you know you started your own company and god we could go on for hours and maybe we will sometime in the future but uh, what are you feeling right now about it's what less than about a week and some change away, right? Week from, yeah, week from Friday, uh, and that'll be April 6, 2018. 32 years to the day uh, that I had my first match. It's it's surreal, and I've done you know I was just uh, did uh, here in Nashville the the big sports talk show they do the Titans and everybody else. But anyway, I was on their air, air this afternoon afternoon drive and. And, you know, um, we, we were talking actually uh, off air, but a little bit on air, but we are talking about off air on how much PR and press and that I've done about it. And, and, you know, it's literally global. It's it's all over the world. I've done podcasts and interviews and print and digital print and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just, it's amazing. It's surreal. And, and it's the one time, I don't remember a time that I've 
got the opportunity really just to come on like I'm doing now, um, just to sort of so to chat and talk, and I'm not promoting what's happening tonight or next week or the next month or, or you know, something's happening here or something's there, reporting on it. I'm, I'm literally uh, getting to reminisce about my career and then obviously the Hall of Fame and, and WrestleMania week and me and my family, we're, we're, we're very excited to get to go to New Orleans and, and just be a part of the entire weekend. And, uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame, and, and they just announced yesterday that Road Dog's going to be inducting me. So uh, pretty excited about, about, about everything that, um, that everything's taking place, uh, uh, you know, over the last month or so, and, and uh, the date's almost here. Good stuff. Nate, you got something well, for Jeff? Jeff. Yeah, hey, uh, and, and, with, and I'm going to have to wrap up. this up. I got to turn the tables on you guys. So I'd ask you a question: Who's going to win it all this year? NBA. Who's going to win it all? Three experts on Ooh. the line, and I'm sure y'all discussed it. Who's going to win it all? Mm-hmm. Go, Nate. If I had to pick right now, um, I'm taking Houston. It's not. It's not the pretty pick, but that's who I'm taking right now. I have to, you, uh, Jeff. I, Jeff, despite Steph Curry's chronic. Ankle injuries, I have to say, until the Warriors, it's to beat to be the man, you got to beat the man. I I still say the Warriors will have it together by then. Interesting. Now I got sir. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's. Um, I kind of think it's going to come down to the Warriors and the Cavs again. Um, you know, that's interesting. I'm I, I'm I'm rarely speechless, but I'm thinking about that Houston pick. And if they really had all their uh, – if all the pieces of the puzzle fell into place and, and they got on a run, uh, again, I think NBA Finals is all about getting on a – basketball is a game of spurts, as we all, as all of us know, correct? So uh, right. they get on a oh, run. Definitely. But, but um, it, get, can LeBron get his young boys and get everybody gelling? Um, I don't know. But I, I hate to say it, but I kind of think you're right on the Warriors. They're just too deep, too good. Too good. See, Nate, yeah, I know more than you. Uh, Hall of Famer agrees with me. Uh, one well, more question, Jeff. It's real, qu- it's real quick. Yeah, go right ahead, uh, and, and we'll wrap it. Thanks, guys. We got, uh, we got our Philadelphia area, Villanova Wildcats, again in the Final Four. Of course you know who I pick. Now we'll hear yours and Nate's, and then we'll, we'll say goodbye. Well... I'm a man of faith, and it sure is hard to, to bet against a nun. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Villanova's a Catholic school as well. Um, well, they don't have the nun who's sitting there sharp as a tack in her 90s uh, predicting. <laughs> um, no, it's a great story. And, you know, my seven, uh, you know, this is, you know, she's not, uh, she is a kid in our eyes, but, you know, she, this, 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 you know, this is one of her first years really into it. And, and to explain, uh, no disrespect, but who is a Villanova, who is a Loyola, who is, you know, I mean, those, those, those as we all know, when March Madness happens, half the team's in there. Because, uh, you know, it's, especially nowadays, everything's so diverted and, and it's not like when we were uh, coming up that you knew everything and, and you had to scroll and watch the scroll at the top of the screen because it was just on CBS. Uh, now it's everything, you know, it's very diluted, I'll say that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. who is Villanova? And I'm like, well, you ought to see this game win Georgetown, you know, when when you go back to those days and, and, and all that. But I, I kind of think 
Um, college basketball, I was actually a little surprised that Duke went down the way they did. Uh, so I got to go with Kansas, man. They're, they're strong. They're, they're deep. Um, now, who did they have? Well, it's a, it's a, who does Kansas have in the semis? It's Kansas, who, who, Nova, uh, and Loyola. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I, I was thinking, I was just thinking, looking at the, yeah. Because th- the winner of that game wins it all. Yeah, in my mind, no doubt, no, no, no yeah. doubt. But I, I kind of think Kansas, uh, Coach Self can coach, but I, I thought Coach K, you know, and they, it lipped out twice, and they went to overtime and all that. I still thought Duke had that game, and I thought they were gonna. Is is the uh, and obviously, and I'll end on this. I love a good heel, and Grayson is such a good heel in college ball. Uh, <laughs> he he really been is. Christian, Christian, he would have been Christian Leitner two point uh, but yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really thought that I thought they'd pull it off, but uh, it's fun. You know, it, it, it is fun. It's still such, uh, comparatively speaking, such raw basketball uh, as it relates to the NBA and and those guys that mail it in now for the first forty five games and then pick it up and and uh, and and we all get to June and we all know June is just that magical month of basketball. I sort of wish it was the finals were in March or April, but no. Looking forward to it uh, again. So maybe I'll come back on in July and we'll talk about the Kansas Jayhawks winning and uh, the Warriors winning. You turned heel too on Philly, but that's okay, Jeff. We love Philly. (laughs) I love Philly, but Philly hates me. They love to hate me, so I had to. God bless, man. That's that's great. Jeff, thanks for coming on. We really really appreciate your time. And I personally, if you can beat West Virginia's defense, I think you're going to win it all. I'm picking Nova. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for coming on. We really appreciate it, and you're welcome on any time, sir, that you feel like it. All right, guys, you have a great night. Thank right, you, Jeff. too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Well, ladies J. and gentlemen, Double J, the one and only WWE Hall of Famer, talking a little basketball with me and TR. Man, what a great land, TR. is a great guest. Yeah, big uh, you know, big ups because he is busier than hell. I mean, uh, anywhere you turn, it's like Jeff Jarrett on this, Jeff Jarrett on that, and uh, you know, he mentioned and I, and I thought he would be interested because it's a little break, uh, it's a media appearance, but it's not because it's a little break from what he's, he's constantly going over and over and over and about, and that's the current Hall of Fame, which we don't want to downgrade at all. If you don't have the no, WWE no, Network, order it. And watch it Saturday, April 6th, with a large class of inductees that Nate loves. Um, but, uh, yeah, in a hurry, but uh, pretty cool. How'd you, how'd you feel it went there, uh, Nate? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hearing him talk about his days in, in playing basketball. And, you know, there's a lot of pro athletes out there, a lot of uh, a lot of guys that, that made it in the wrestling business, TR, that you and I love, who – who started off as basketball players, and we've only dived into a few of them. Uh, Jeff Jarrett being one. We had Ron Fuller-Welch. We had Bobby Blaze, guys who loved wrestling and grew up in wrestling families. But they also played basketball, and they loved basketball. And Jeff even alluded, you know, basketball was his first love. And now he's got a daughter that's doing well, playing AAU and middle school ball. And uh, who knows, you may see her later on in playing in the women's tournament, you know. And it was just really cool of Jeff to come on. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. I, I didn't get a chance to ask him about Road Dog inducting him. I was hoping that uh, we could talk about with my baby tonight. But I understand Jeff's a busy man, and he's got a, he's got all kinds of stuff to do. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure after this season, quote unquote, WrestleMania season goes, uh, we'll get a chance. I, you know, I I had no knowledge that his other daughters were basketball and other athletes as well. So, you know, there's some there's some there's a door left open for more information and more entertainment from uh, from Jeff. And you know, hopefully he had a good time. It seems like he did. Kansas, though, what the hell, Kansas. Hey, uh, you know, Kansas or Villanova, I think we can all agree that we believe, except for Tim Dombrova, the Michigan mark, that he is up there in Canada. He doesn't know what the Final Four is all about. He doesn't know. But uh, he's pulling for Michigan, the Michigan alumni over there. Uh, he's not an alumni, but he's pulling for him anyway. Uh, you know, the sentimental favorite's got to be Loyola, Chicago. I know you and Tim have said it on previous shows, you know that their luck has run out. I don't know. I just don't know. Divine intervention has carried them this far, and how can you bet against a 98-year-old nun? That's just hard to bet against. Oh, God. You and Double J got something to bond over. Uh, What's her name, Sister Uh, Who? uh, I I don't know her name. I'm just going to call her Sister. Uh, But that's my (laughs) Sister Jean. Is it Jean? Okay, Autumn has confirmed with me that it is Jean. Um, I didn't get a chance. Josh wanted to ask Jeff a question too. Josh is actually a huge Jeff Jarrett fan. For those of you that don't follow the show, my buddy Josh is a he's a big wrestling fan and he's a big Jeff Jarrett fan and Jeff was in a hurry. But that's okay. You know, we'll have Jeff back on, I'm sure. And I just appreciate him giving him what time he had because uh he was on a show earlier today. I saw him tweet out, Hey, thanks for having me on and he ran into somebody in a hallway somewhere and they got him on a show. So Jeff's a busy man. Yeah, and I, I mean, it, it's the ultimate payoff because he is so family-oriented. And the yeah. WWE, for for what it's worth, you know, I, you know, I view it as a cash grab. Sometimes as the fan, you know, especially in your case, you can relate that. Sometimes you don't yeah. agree or whatever with the selections, but it's kind of just a nice ceremony for the boys and their families, um, the fans that put – fill the arena and do the chance and thank you and you deserve it and that kind of thing. So, I mean, to sit yeah. there with your whole family for so long, it's been so long since he's been there he's with the TNA and the WCW and the, and the whole controversy when he left and so forth. It's just, it seems like every year there's some kind of nice story at the hall of fame and a closure of sorts. And just to, he'll get yeah. a chance to relax and stop being interviewed so much. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, yeah, and you know I'm, what? I'm I gotta to say, how he came on. I gotta. I'm happy he came on too, and I gotta say it. He was a really nice guy. And you know what? Here it is. I like Jeff Jarrett. There you <laughs> he's go. A nice, he's a nice guy. I like him. There, there. Okay, I'm a Jeff Jarrett fan. You know, we'll say it. I never was a big fan growing up, but you know what? He was a super nice guy. He came on my show. He's cool with me. So Jeff Jarrett, you're all right, man. I don't care what they say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, well, I, 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 you know, he's been a nice guy since 1987. There's a few things I wanted to get into because he's about my my height. I wanted to see if he was a dunker because I was a once every 100 time dunker. I was always hanging on the rim and stuff like that. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're six foot white guys, so it's it's pretty like rare back in that day, at least to. Uh, to get up there and slam it down, but he had some hops on his uh, early drop kicks and whatnot. So I wanted to ask him that. Yeah, but, he did have a great you know, drop like, kick. There's no no denying that man had a great drop kick. 
Yeah, like we said, uh, you know, after the fact, after the season, we'll, we'll you know, re revisit that avenue and uh, oh, get him when he has some time to chill. Yeah, we, we will definitely get Jeff back on the show. And I know a lot of people were really excited to hear what Jeff had to say. And uh, we really hyped this one up big time. And we hope we didn't disappoint. You know, there was, there was a lot we wanted to cover as well. But, hey, man, Jeff Jarrett, you can't ask for more. Stand-up guy, came on, liked the show, was intrigued by a basketball podcast reaching out. And sometimes I think that's how we here at – that wide men can't jump, get some of the guests we get because we get people from different worlds who also love basketball. And they just come on and like, hey, yeah, let's talk basketball. Let's let me get away from what everybody wants to know about and let's just talk a little hoops. And that's what wide men can't jump's all about. It's all about forgetting your problems, forgetting everything that bugs you, and just enjoying some hoops. That's what it's about. That's why basketball's so great. And then the second hour, I, I start using the tasteless jokes. But anyway. Uh, yeah, of course. Once we expand to two hours, we go tasteless jokes, and uh, you're going to hear some more fapping noises and things of that nature. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, while we're, while we're spitballing, and you know my brain, if I don't get it out, I can't get it out. Um, go for that it. That very highly rated uh, Stormy Daniels interview with Donald Trump, and don't worry, I'm not getting political. I'm just using that as a reference. If you or the audience watched the whole show, the second segment was about a guy who you loved that took me a while, and now I'm completely in love with Giannis. And into the Kumpo. Okay, good. You said it. Uh, the Greek one freak. Greek freak. Did you see that that little segment he had on there? I did not see the segment, but I've heard his story, and it is miraculous, some of the things that I've heard about him. But Go ahead and, and talk about him a little bit, T.R. Well, uh, I'm not a frequent 60 Minutes viewer. I mean, I used to I mean, know who, the who Andy really Rooney's. Is, honestly. Who really yeah, is? Yeah, I, I guess this was a big pop for them. But, uh, I, you know, I used to, back in the day with the Andy Rooney and Mike Wallace, watch it a little closely. But, um, so, uh, forgive me for not knowing the name of the reporter who had his story, but he went back with Giannis to Greece and – explained his upbringing uh his he has two brothers and his family came from you know i I don't know the exact country somewhere in africa but he was born in greece so he is greek um learned the language and so forth and the the this gentleman that was over there when he was about well you said you know his story but uh they interviewed the gentleman as well um yeah he was about 18 years old, and his brother, his older brother, was, uh, you know, they were playing on the same court. Really, like, humble yeah. conditions. And he uh, he just saw something in him. The highlights, you know, I wouldn't see it in him. Um, I don't know if you would, but, you know, this guy was projecting and sent a grainy tape over to America. and He said within a couple months, the building that held 40 people had 20 NBA scouts of the 40 sitting in there. And, yeah. you know, he came right from there to the Bucks, And the guy, you can't help but like him when you hear him talk. He he has a two-bedroom apartment still Yeah, right now as we speak. And I had heard earlier in the season uh, that he was so down to earth and so not into this uh, thing we call fame where he helped his other brother the younger one who I think declared for the NBA draft, 
Uh, yeah, I believe unless he did declare. A, unless there's a fourth or whatever, but I think it's the same brother. He now, helped him move his three. stuff in. Yeah, he, he he helped him move his stuff into college, you know, right through the dorm, and everybody's like, oh, that's the Greek freak or whatever. But he's just in a pair, you know, a tracksuit and, you know, hard knuckle in it like me or you would. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, and then they showed some clips, especially a recent clip from the Knicks game. He jumped over somebody that's uh, – I don't know which player he jumped over for a dunk, but it's happened so quick they had to replay it. It was a fast break, and um, I believe yeah. Bledsoe left it back. Jumped over uh, for, a, for a typical Greek freak slam, and – Happened so fast, he's back on defense. Said, ah, that's a cool slam. Then they showed the replay. He jumped over a guy that was like six six. Granted, he crouched a yeah. little bit because <laughs> he was playing defense on both players, but still standing about six four minimum, and completely cleared him, and dunked from about halfway in from the foul line, like it was nothing. The guy's yeah, the hands dude, the dude's are an athlete. A, his hands are a foot long, and that has become a shooting issue with a lot of players over the years. And he worked. He worked hard. He loves that work ethic came from when he was a child. Uh, I think he sold he sold something to, to you know help feed the family, he and his brother. Yeah. I forget, but he said he was the best salesman because he just kept working. And it shows. I mean, it's one of those feel-good stories. And I hate when I have to change my mind, especially when there's audio <laughs> proof that I – thought he was a little overrated but the guy is as good a player as he is a or as good a person as he is a player I should state it that way yeah well we're going to see more from him um maybe not this year but next year for sure he is going to be just I keep waiting for him every year to take that big step that final step to get on that that level he's almost there he's just below that superstar level right now he's just he's noticed he's playing in milwaukee he's the best player on that team he's you know he's seven foot tall basically lanky can move can jump and he's getting better at shooting and he's just an athlete and you got to root for a guy like that that came from nothing that came over here and just made just made himself his own fortune he's 20 he's got he's worth 20 million dollars this season still living in a two-bedroom apartment just you know kind of chilling Hanging out, you know, helps his brother. And his older brother, uh, Thanius, I believe is his name, Thanius Antetokounmpo, he did get drafted by the New York Knicks. They retain his rights. Um, but he, he's yet to make it to the NBA. I believe he was with the Delaware 87ers for a while uh, when the Knicks drafted him. So we'll see, see? about him. But I've, I've heard the younger brother is just, could be just as good as what Giannis is. So we will it's see. pretty scary. I haven't got to see him really play. I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm a little behind on my high school and college basketball scouting this year. Uh, been a little busy making babies and such. But um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to step away one second. I'll be right back, Nick. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, you got to root for a guy like that. Definitely root for a guy like Guinness. And um, we're looking ahead here. And big thanks to Jeff Jarrett for coming on. And big thanks for you guys out there. For listening, wherever you're listening, whether it be on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, FM Flash, and all the other sites. We are now, in case you don't know, in order to 
get TR and I brand new tuxedos to make it to the iHeart Radio Festival next year for the awards, we are now on iHeart Radio. So if you want to listen to us on iHeart Radio, every show is available there. If you enjoy streaming the shows like that on iHeart Radio, you can do so. We are available on that platform now. So big step for us here. Getting on iHeartRadio, you can just search Wide Men Can't Jump. We are there. Definitely make sure you look us up. If you download the show, thank you. Support us and go on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some re- a positive review. It helps us as we try to expand and become a bigger show and try to get better and bigger guests. But can they get a lot bigger than what we've had so far? Good Lord, Jeff Jarrett joined us tonight um wide men can't jump bottle openers i posted the picture on twitter and people went wild over it we have two separate kinds of bottle openers one have tr and i's face on them and say wide men can't (laughs) jump the other has the logo and they are available right now uh three dollars a piece if you spend five dollars if you send us five dollars i'll also send you a sticker with your bottle opener so Get a sticker and a bottle opener for five bucks. I mean, it's five bucks, guys. And that includes shipping and everything. Just five dollars. Send it to PayPal. And uh it's PayPal. Bigbush08 at Yahoo.com. That is my PayPal address. You can send it there. Yes, I made that address a long time ago, and no, I do not have a seventies porn bush. So I answer that question for you. TR, have you returned, sir? Yeah, I returned a little bit ago. I had a. Uh... You know, I had previously on our other shows mentioned this uh, cold flu thing and thought I shook it. And, of course, talking and talking and talking, I didn't want to blat it out on the air, so I ran in the other room and coughed my right. head off do you, in this palatial right, studio thing. that I have. <laughs> it's a beautiful but I'm back. studio there. Well, welcome back, sir. Yeah. You were missed. Yeah, I, but, uh, let's, uh, we really need to TR. I think we need to take a look here at the upcoming um, – at the upcoming games coming up um, within the next week, games that we're going to have our eyes on for the playoff chase, um, here's a potential matchup that could be interesting. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs play tomorrow night on TNT. That one's got big implications right there. Did you hear what uh, my man Mello said? What did your man Mello say? I didn't hear it. My man Mello guaranteed that OKC will make the playoffs. And, you know, they're the four seed. And well, well that. congratulations, sir. You're the four seed right now. I sure as hell hope you can make it with a six-game lead and about five, and about five games left. <laughs> well, I mean, is it six games? I, I, what I did is just jotted down the, the wins. I didn't got, jot down the, uh, you know, losing column and things of that nature. So oh, actually, they but, have uh, a thir- they have a three and a half game lead. Yeah, over they have forty four wins and the eighth the the T Wolves Minnesota too, yeah, and Utah is forty two. So, uh, yeah, that does have that is a big game. Um, we still Huge have uh, we still have this Kawhi Leonard cloud hanging over the NBA and yeah, mystery that's, that's and, been a, a big issue. That's a big issue and. According to uh, what we heard, I heard last week, the Spurs heard a they held a team only, uh, players only meeting where they told Kawhi Leonard he needs to get his ass back on the court, 
And apparently, Kawhi Leonard is he's not he's not coming back this season. He's not. Uh, and that may lead to not coming back. Period. I mean, yeah, uh, he only knows what's going on. But I mean, with with the super teams and all the crazy stuff that's going on around the league. You know, wouldn't it be something if he and the LeBron James and people like that were pulling the wool over our eyes? I know he's not immediately available, but he could, you know, talk his way out of San Antonio if he was going to be a douche. And, uh, if he uh, wants to come to Minnesota, then we will, you know, discuss a potential. I can understand. I know he loves the snow, and he's a he, he lo- he's got a wolf tattoo. Maybe I don't know, but you know, he's welcome in Minnesota. Kawhi, you are welcome in Minnesota. Throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, but what you know? What would you give up for him? Uh, realistically, um, he and uh, Butler kind of similar no, not, players. You don't get rid of Butler. Um, you got to keep Butler. I, you got Wiggins has got to go. Um, you got to trade Wiggins. Um, you got to give up your. Got to give up a draft pick this year for sure. Um, would the Spurs? Take that? Would the Spurs be interested in it? That's I mean, this thing. is just this is just wild. Well, there's no, oh, this, there's no. This stuff. is madness. <laughs> yeah, this there's, there's no that, sizzle to this steak. We just brought this up hypothetically. Here's the thing: if the Spurs were to do that trade, they would actually come out doing okay because the Wolves this year would get a first round pick, um, middle of the road, which San Antonio does a lot of good with. That's where they drafted Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they usually do well in that middle-of-the-road draft pick. Wiggins is signed for a five-year extension, so they would have Wiggins for at least five years, or maybe or about four years now off of his contract. The Wolves would not guarantee they would re-sign Kawhi, but I think if they make that trade, they're going to like, hey, if you're coming here, we're trading for you, you're going to sign with us. I would assume that would be incentive. But... Um, would I trade Wiggins for Kawhi Leonard if I didn't know he would resign? No, I would keep Wiggins. But if Kawhi guaranteed, yes, I'll resign with you, then I'd make I'd pull the trigger. And I'm a Wiggins guy too. I love Wiggins, but I think Wiggins in a first rounder for Kawhi, and you know, and I don't think that's really fair for the Spurs. Um, but you got to remember. This is you getting something for Kawhi. This is not him walking at the end of next year. You're getting a real. You're getting a good player, and you're getting a guy who, and you're getting a draft pick out of it. So I think that's a pretty. If that's a decent offer, I think. Well, I think we should extend a hearty thank you for Kawhi Leonard. Whatever's going on with him, uh, be it mentally, physically, a combination of both a plan of the future, a conspiracy theory, whatever he's into down there that's making him not play and the speculation run wild, the greatest benefactor to this whole situation is wide men can't jump because the off season will be filled with entertainment. <laughs> yeah, but he's also making us look like an idiot because we picked the Spurs to go to the finals on the first episode, but <laughs> be that. Hey, nobody, nobody remembers that. Ixnay <laughs> on the earth, Foshay. <laughs> But that's a big game tomorrow. The Warriors and the Bucks play tomorrow. That one should be interesting. Maybe not as big as implications, but definitely Oklahoma City and San Antonio. Moving to Friday, a lot of games Friday. Uh, Pelicans-Cavs, that one's going to be interesting. Um, Thunder Nuggets, another big game. 
And let's see. Blazer That's Clippers. That's what I used to call my friend with big balls. <laughs> Thunder Nuggets is coming to date you, Thunder honey. Nuggets? Is that what you called your friend with big balls? Thunder Nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> About time I lightened up. It took me an hour, but here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That really that caught me. That did. That was good. That was good. I'll give you yeah. that. That was good. I've been straight tonight and whatever. Uh, the first hour we went just so strict NBA. Now we're now we're cutting loose here in hour number two. Uh, the the T Wolves and Mavericks play Friday, so that's big implications for me. And the Sixers have the Hawks, so that's Friday. Um. Uh, those are the interesting games moving forward. Uh, let's see, Saturday. What would Sixers be a big have the Hawks on their bench. Going Ellie and Ellie Silva, but you know. yeah, they really do. Uh, oh, Saturday. There's one. There's four games or one, two, five games being played Saturday, but there's only one that's really big and important, and that would be Toronto versus Boston. And the East. That's a huge playoff potential matchup there. And really could play. Go ahead, ahead. finish. Yeah, you can play. It comes into the seeding effect because, depending right now, Boston is three and a half back. A win over Toronto moves them two and a half back. Depend, and that's just if the game was you know tonight or tomorrow. There's going to be some shifting. So, Boston, Toronto, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, and that brought up a point that I talked to you off air. Uh, with the Sixers being the darling of ESPN and Fox Sports and so forth, and the resurgence of, you know, who I always thought was a very valuable cog, Kevin Love, back to Cleveland, um, they're the teams being talked about. Yet the number one seed has consistently for quite a while now been the Toronto Raptors. They're north of the border like our buddy Tim, our resident, NHL expert and uh, part of yes. this uh, network. He's the and, third wide man here in this wide men venture. Yes. Uh, and probably so the smallest t- wide man. Yeah, I don't know Tim's stats. Uh, that sounds very gay. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I don't know Tim's stats. What the hell's going on with me? Um, anyhow, uh <laughs> Toronto against Boston would be an incredible matchup for seeding right now, but Kyrie Irving with his little quote-unquote minor knee surgery, and as uh, somebody once said, I don't know who to credit it to, there's no goddamn such thing as minor surgery. Um, Yeah, I I get that. It's not a torn ACL or nothing, but there was some MCL was in that description of whatever the hell he's having done. And uh, that brings up what you already brought up in our first show predictions of NBA champion. We also had the Celtics in there because we didn't know Gordon Hayward was going to have a freaking leg backward in the first game. And Kyrie yeah. Irving's going to have his knee messed around with uh, 10 games from the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but Toronto is, uh, I, I don't think they have anything to worry about as far as being number one this year. 
I think Toronto is the team to beat in the East as of right now. And uh, people don't give Toronto enough credit. Uh, everybody still thinks the Cavs are going to make that run, and they might. You know, we could be wrong, but you got to remember the Cavs. The Cavs had they've had some tough losses recently. They took a really good shot on the chin against the Heat the other night, and you know it's it's one of those things where the Heat are nowhere near as good as Toronto. Toronto's a a good team. They are playoff veterans of Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, Jonas Valanciunas, Serge Ibaka, guys like that. They have a solid bench. They have guys coming in who can do so much off the bench. And they've got some young guys, TR, that really impressed the hell out of me. Um, if you're Toronto, this is where you want to be. And it still it, it, it shocks me a little bit. And it kind of makes me mad that Toronto's as far and as uh, and they're doing as well as they are this season, but yet nobody's talking about them. They're just there. They're just moving along, looking for that one seed. Everybody's still talking about LeBron James. Everybody's still talking about the Cavaliers. It's like, guys, give some respect to a team, not a player. Toronto's a solid unit. They're a team. Yep. And uh, DeMar DeRozan stepped up his game. He, uh, they are, they are absolutely a team, and I don't want to uh, discredit that that statement. But DeMar DeRozan had uh, not a weakness, but something he wasn't the best at, and that was shooting from beyond the arc, which in this day and age is very important. And he worked on it, and damn if he didn't get better at it. And uh, He did. So he he would be their leader, and Kyle Lowry is uh, still putting up strong numbers and still has that North Philly toughness in him. And, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're just – it's amazing – is it, do you think it's just because it's a Canada-like thing, or and they're not, you know, uh, on the national game so much? Do you think that's what it is? Because uh, well, I think it has a little bit to do. Wins. They got fifty-five wins, but they're again, you're a Canadian team, and you're not going to get the hype that a team from the United States would get because that's that's just natural. Uh, United States yeah, media yeah. care more about U.S. media, and you don't have those. You know, I'll call DeMar DeRozan a star, but he's not on the level as a star of a LeBron James, a Kevin Durant, a Steph Curry. or You know, you don't see kids going to the uh, the Foot Locker trying to get the new DeRozans, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> there, it's, it's, by the way, DeMar DeRozan, let's make shoes together, sir. Because uh, I think the new DeRozan sounds like a heck of a shoe, if you ask me. But what do I know? Yeah. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan... Is um, he's not the he's not that sexy player that everybody's yeah Demar Derozan that's our guy, you know he's the guy that's going to lead the team. No, Demar Derozan is the straw that stirs the drink of Toronto. Without him, they would not be where they are and be doing what they're doing. And it's not sexy for a team to win. Tr in this modern NBA with this media frenzy, it's not sexy for a team to play team basketball. It's more, let's see how this one guy can take this team of guys around him. It's like, let's basically what the the league is coming down to is let's see the Cleveland LeBron James take on the Durant Warriors or the Curry Warriors. That's what it's coming down to. We are identifying teams by the people that play there, not as the team. 
And it's been going on for years. It was always the Michael Jordan Bulls and the Kobe Bryant Lakers. And But what about that Pistons team, the 89, the 90 bad boys? That was a team. What about the Pistons team that won it a few years back? Whose team was that? Chauncey Billup, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince? Whose team was that? It's not sexy for a team to win. They even tried to do that with Tim Duncan, like the Duncan's first team. No. That was a team. That was a team effort. Teams winning don't give you know, ESPN the ratings they want. So they focus solely on the superstars because superstars equal ratings, and that's what it boils down to. Yeah, they do. And, you know, you can't take nothing away from the ability of James Harden. Uh, there was somebody oh, absolutely that not. posted his stats the first nine years uh, next to Kobe's, and they're actually – uh, slightly superior, um, but show me his stats, James. Show me his stats. Hold on, I saw that. I commented on that. Nobody ever gave me a response. I said, "Okay, you got James Harden stats versus Kobe Bryant stats in his first nine seasons. Show me James Harden's stats from his first finals compared to Kobe Bryant stats from his first finals. Then we'll take a look at the stat line because James Harden first stat line from the finals." You know what? I'm going to look it up. I know he vanished. He well, wasn't there. I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir where I was leading to. Um, I didn't. Po- I guess you saw. Maybe it was on Twitter or Facebook of a mutual connection or of ours or whatever. But <clears throat> uh, I, he he is getting the MVP for sure, and he's getting the hype. Oh yeah. Um, and deservedly and, so. And you know what? Skill- he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, from a skill standpoint. But this is the regular season. And basketball, like, especially the example they gave of Kobe Bryant, psychological is huge in playoff time. I mean, a guy that wants it and is a killer like like Kobe, as opposed to the last game we saw of last season, James Harden should have had a missing persons bulletin out. I believe it was partially the last, the two last games, but specifically the game that knocked them out. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy who who looks like sometimes he looks like one of the most gifted players in the history of the game when he's just taking somebody to hoop or making them look stupid or pulling up from God knows where and it's nothing but cotton, but. Until we see he and Chris Paul, same thing with the Clippers. They got, you know, to a certain point, and they just couldn't get over the hump with all the talent in the world. And okay. now, yeah, granted, granted, Houston's doing good, but until I see it, uh, you know, I that's why I right, was the Warriors when Jeff was on. Here's my update. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, then James Harden was the third leading scorer for the Thunder in that finals. Um, he and Chris Bosh had the same number of points. James Harden finished with 62 points. Chris Bosh finished with 62 points. Let me see if I can find the percentages. I want to see these percentages. Uh, James Hart, Chris Bosh had the same number of points. He shot 45% from the field. James Harden shot 37% from the field. James Harden averaged 32 minutes a game. Bosh averaged 36 minutes a game. James Harden vanished in that finals. He aver- he had 18 assists. He had 24 rebounds. He had, let me see here, 
He went seven of eleven from three. I believe, no, that's free throws. Ladies and gentlemen, James or no, that's excuse me, that's Serge Ibaka. I looked at that wrong. James Harden went nineteen of twenty four from the free throw line. Not exactly blowing people away with these stats. He was eighteen of forty eight in the series. That's that's awful. That's sorry, man. That's terrible. Eighteen of forty eight shooting. That is terrible, uh, especially for a guy of his talent level. But I mean, I mean that maybe be, I'll give a be, little. It would be different if it was Joe Blow somebody down the road. If it was Nathan Bush playing in the finals and shooting eighteen to forty eight, I'd pat me, I'd pat myself on the back and say, "Good job, kid." But this is James Harden. Like he's it should be MVP this year. Now, granted, age and there's only so much basketball to go around. But when you're the the spoke in that wheel and your team needed you, you weren't there. That's just me being critical of Harden. Now, I think Harden's matured, and he's playing in a system now that suits him better, and I think that he will do more this year. But as far as that NBA Finals he was in, compare that to Kobe Bryant's first Finals and get back to me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, until I see it with Chris Paul and James Harden in the playoffs and under the bright lights – I can't just – I mean, they're playing in, on a very high level. I mean, they have – I believe their their ceiling is 68 wins, which which is incredible. But um, until I see it in the playoffs, I, I can't just go gaga because uh, Golden State's banged up. And by the same token, if I'm, if I'm downplaying Golden State's injuries and so forth – wouldn't it be weird if somebody else came out of the West? I mean, Oklahoma Golden, City if, on if Oklahoma Golden City State, on a spurt. Maybe Portland. Portland's been on a tear. How about what if? And hear me out here. Of course, this is a homer. This is Homer Nate here. Um, what if Minnesota gets by Houston in the first round if they play them? They struggle down the stretch here, but. With Houston's inability, they have they're led by two guys who have proven time and time again they can't get it done in the playoffs. And that's Chris Paul and James Harden. What if Minnesota gets Butler back and he's better than ever and he's refreshed and that time off rested his legs and got him healthy and Derrick Rose comes back in and looks like Derrick Rose of old and Minnesota the eight seed triumphs and beat the one. What if? Of course, wishful thinking on my part, of course, but just what if? It's 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 basketball. Anything can happen. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, it's happened before in this league. I mean, not all. Oh yeah, eight and it's one. Happened. It's happened. It has happened. Uh, but is it likely? No. But no. I'm just no. saying, anything's possible. Um, That's why we why we watch the game. I'm thinking, uh, you know, respectful to your team. Uh, uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I, I would hope your team can get into the sixth spot so maybe they could have a little better uh flow with oh, yeah. before they before they played a big Oh absolutely. Goal, but, I'm be- um, I'm begging I would love the sixth seed cuz I think we can beat Portland in a series. That's just me. Yeah, I mean Portland Damian Lillard is like the, you know, I said the most underrated player was Sarich. Lillard's getting he's an all-star and he he gets the the pub but uh, he would obviously be more underrated if if you're talking about a guy who just, you know, 
I predicted them to be a high seed, but you know, we don't want to rehash some of the logic I had in that. But I, I, yeah. I had them being a surprise team, and third seed is pretty damn good for Portland. But oh yeah, that's uh, great. I, you know, if 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 you had a, if we had guns to our head, respectfully, hopefully that'll never happen. <laughs> and they said, I hope you know, not. <laughs> x out, x out these teams who you know are not going to win. If if I'm being honest with my life, depending on it, I'd I'd scratch out Portland. You know, uh, if they oh, if yeah. they if they have a nice little run and get to the conference final or something, good for them. God bless them. Get the attention out there on some good players like CJ and uh, yeah and and Lillard. Yeah. But well, uh, always remember. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The scariest one to me, really, honestly. Of the bunch is Oklahoma City, uh, if if they get on a hot streak. Yeah, that's true. I can I can see them getting on a hot streak and and doing some damage. But you know the playoffs are going to be interesting. Everybody assumes you know they know what the the finals are going to be, but we you really don't. Anything can happen. But Tr, we got about we got a little over a half hour left. So let's shift gears here. We've talked hardcore NBA now for almost an hour and a half. Let's take a look. Um, right now we're going to update everybody on the bracket pool. We started the Wide Men Can't Jump bracket pool, and over 60 brackets were entered. Thank you to everyone who put in a bracket into the pool. We really do appreciate it, and we thank you so much. Right now it looks like it, looks like it could come, come down to about four guys or, you know, girls, whoever they may be. Um, right now, leading the bracket pool is Skins Rule 771, who is my buddy Dustin uh, from West Virginia. Dustin is leading the pool. Um, Big Lair 74-1, um, that would be Larry, uh, my buddy Larry, who picked Villanova to win. Dustin picked Kansas. Uh, my buddy Larry's in second, and he is talking a lot of smack Online, he says, when Nova wins it, get his place ready on the show. He's jumping on. <laughs> he wants on how to big talk. Is, how big is Big Lair? He ain't as big as me. So <laughs> he's a great guy. I love Larry. Um, let's see. Then ESPN 26541892. I don't know who that is. If that's you and Michigan wins, you will be the winner. So uh, if if you end up winning the bracket pool, please get in touch with the show. And then tied for third right now in the fourth spot is the youngest Dombrova, Dombrova 22, who also has Villanova, but maybe things could work out. So we've got a Kansas, we've got a Villanova, we've got a Michigan, and another Villanova. Those are our top four. And it, pretty much everyone else has lost their winner or have Villanova but are too far behind with a chance uh tr you right now are 32nd uh no i am i am done i had that <laughs> optimism think, up you, up until like think, jeff <laughs> jeff was in a hurry but it's like strange we think alike because i mentioned the grayson allen heel deal prior on uh, prior episodes yeah. and i picked and i did pick duke in our pool and i was uh pretty pissed off when kansas uh, took them over time because of that said Grayson Allen shot that went in yeah. and around and then out. And then, of course, a fitting end. He, he had two open looks from three and missed. 
So yeah, I'm I am I am put the fork in me as uh, Gorilla Monsoon used to say. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Right now you are thirty second. The Great White North, Mr. Tim Dombrova, is in thirty fourth. Uh, he can still gain some ground. And then here I am bringing up the rear of the three of the wide men group in thirty ninth. Um, I did not do so well as the as it went on. Um, remember Fucking my fiance Blue Man joined. Group. She Blue grew, Man Group she, play, plays better than us. Autumn uh, joined uh, the the bracket. The Blue Man, get out. Autumn joined up in the bracket pool as well. And she right now is sitting in the other room. You want to hear where you're at? You're 45th. You're winning. She said, damn. Uh, she is 45th. So she did not beat us here at Wide Men Can't Jump. Uh, my that buddy was perfect. Josh. That was perfect. That was perfect for a soundbite. So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> so my buddy Josh, he is seventh at the moment with Villanova winning it all, but not likely to win. So Larry, Dustin, random person, or Dombrova's kid will be the winner of the bracket pool as none of the wide men experts even crack the top 20 as of right now. It is possible that Tim could unlikely but he could uh so tr you and i are uh this is why we're uh an nba show not an ncaa show (laughs) tim's actually in on that number three spot too it's a uh he smartened me up i believe it's his uh his significant other his better half oh his wife Uh, i believe it is uh you know i he he sent me a little, it might have been in the group chat that we sometimes have a thousand things in and it, it, we were talking about something else but i think he slid that in there that it I may was miss uh, that or may it might have been privately to me in response to me wondering who was who or something but i i think i'm pretty sure that the third seed is either his wife or someone from his camp and what's okay. interesting is uh, uh, they all have uh, Villanova, Kansas, and Michigan. They all have a different team in the top three, which for those yeah. three make it very interesting. If the fourth had Loyola, that would be something, but that would be unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be. N- yeah, that would be really strange. So, but we'll see. To tell how much to tell we how much sex you have on the brain. To tell how much sex you have on the brain, by the way, there's a, a okay. several Loyola teams across the country, Loyola Marymount, Loyola Chicago, Loyola Maryland, which my buddy Joe graduated from. And yeah. you always say Loyola, and I don't think it's your <laughs> accent. You're just thinking about the bedroom 24-7 and can't even get a goddamn basketball thought out. <laughs> Now Layola. what in the what? Uh, listen, okay, what? Li- what knockers? I'm sorry that that came out, but uh, actually we did receive a message from Mr. Dombrova that it is his wife who is that ESPN account. So that may be uh, there's a possibility. So you're saying there's a chance for Mrs. Dombrova to take it all here. We should feel ashamed of ourselves because I don't think she's ever even watched basketball. Uh, <laughs> she's beating. Well, I mean, that's basketball. usually who wins these things, you know. Um, that's true. But that's yeah, very true. I'm not going to take credit from her. I, uh, 
I actually said if it wasn't one of us three that I would show my boobs. And when did you? I, <laughs> I, show, I showed one on our private Facebook page. I don't know the link or I'd rattle it off, but I don't think we'd gain any uh, followers. We might lose some. But <laughs> if, if you're interested in seeing my man boob uh, due to my loss and fulfilling my obligation, it is uh, just to go to Facebook and Google Wide Men Can't Jump, and you can join or yes, like our uh, page. Yes, PR and- did he did fulfill his promise. If you would like to see TR's nipple or you have a baloney fetish, you may go to Wide Men Can't Jump right now and take a look. <laughs> it, it, I, 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 I try not to look at it because of uh, you know the shape I've let myself get in. But if you look, uh, it's hard to see with the naked human eye. But if you look really closely... You could tell underneath that it used to be what we would call a male pack when I was lifting, but it's kind of shifted a little bit to a uh, I could, to kind of like could, a, a a tweener. The only peck I could get would come from a chicken, so you know. Oh boy, you're bringing them all out, honey. <laughs> yowza, yowza, yowza. That's right. <laughs> we'll be right back with more stuff here on. <laughs> but uh speaking of the final four TR, since Jeff kind of already threw that in there, Layola, Michigan. Uh that will be the first <laughs> match of uh, <laughs> uh, I did. Loyola, is that is that it? Loyola? <laughs> yes. Like I'm Loyal, Virginia, man. We don't have a lot of Catholic What is it now? Say say it for me so I can understand it. Loyola. Loyola, okay, so kind of like Toyota, but Loyola, okay, Loyola, got it. So Loyola, Chicago, god damn. (laughs) 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 This is going to end up a soundbite somehow. Loyola, Chicago versus Michigan. Who do you like in that game? You know, I looked at the line – and that, you know, I'm one of those guys because I'm a Northeast, Philadelphia, New York, Vegas, you know, the 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 wise guy. I'm not Italian or nothing, but I'm fully cognizant of that world. Yeah. Uh, I expected, if it were Villanova or Kansas, to play them to be a double-digit line. Michigan is not, even though seed-wise they're, what, a three? Um, yeah, they're a three. And they're and they beat Michigan State in their major, uh, you know, school. Yeah, they're um, in school. <laughs> their line is only five or five and a half, I believe it was. And, hmm. you know, if that was a first-round matchup without this run, I, I'd have to say it'd be eight or nine at least. Uh, but Vegas is making it five and the goal the odds makers is to make the better think to have 50% on one side and 50 on the other so they make all the money on the juice no matter who wins so uh, I can't rule Loyola out as much as I want to I I hate the fact that they are in the final four as I said on, on Twitter I'm not a fan of Cinderella and Get off my lawn. I'm a miserable old man. Bah, How can you not be a fan? Come on. 
I'm not. I don't. I don't like. I like Cinderellas if they're uh, like the Villanova story. Yes, they were a Cinderella, but they were a Big East team with a pro in Ed Pinkney, et cetera. Loyola's is just this bunch of dudes, man, and and that and that and that nun. And I grew up Catholic, and I'm I'm a I'm a man of faith as well. Probably not as uh as much as Jeff Jarrett, but uh just. I don't know, man. I, I kind of, I kind of want Loyola to beat Michigan, just so whoever comes out, hopefully Nova, can stomp the piss out of them in the championship game. But uh, if I, I've been going too long. Hell with it. <laughs> You're Michigan fine. wins. Michigan wins. I, you know what? John Beeline still coaches Michigan. And I remember his glory, his glory days of West Virginia with his teams and all the work that they did. You know, I'm picking Michigan to lose this game because I think Loyola, you grew up a man of faith. I grew up a, uh, raised in a faith-based household, sir, but I do not practice said faith. But I have watched Loyola play. They are a team who doesn't rely as much on shooting the three as Michigan does. Now, here's the thing. If Michigan is knocking down their three-point shots, they will dominate. They will win. They will win it all if they're knocking down their three-point shots. But knowing John Beeline, like I know John Beeline's teams, they get into a new place. They're going to be in San Antonio. It's a new building. You're going to have fresh rims. You're going to have everything new, new basketballs, everything new right out of the right out of the box. And your guys are going to have so much time to warm up, but they're going to be busy with, you know, you got interviews, you got places you got to be, you'll have practices, but that's going to be a new court to them, and it's going to be different than a regular court. This is a stadium. This is not the typical gym. They're going to struggle shooting the three. And Loyola will win and make it to the championship because of the way they play. And I honestly believe that. Hmm. Interesting take. If you ever notice, if you ever go to any kind of state tournament, if you ever go to any kind of neutral site game, anything like that, there's always that team that relies on the shot, the deep shot, in a place where they don't normally play basketball and the depth perception is off because of the seating, you know, the way the seats are. And some places aren't used to having seats behind the rim where other places are. And the place is huge and the atmosphere is weird. It's, it's different. And you're not going to have that compressed sound down on you. You're not going to have, you know, it's not going to be quiet. It's not going to be as loud on the floor as it normally is. You're going to have more people, but the sound's going to go up. And that's going to be a thing, and it can affect your head. I don't know. I just uh, think, well, I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, does that sound dumb? Probably. But think about it as a routine. If anything is off from your normal routine, doesn't that affect your head a little bit? And to be deadly from three, you have to be accurate. You have to be on fire. And I just don't think Michigan's going to come out on fire. They'll make a run late, but I don't think Michigan's going to win that game. 
little little cough break for a moment. You could start up the next round if you want. Hold on. Well, the next game is um, Kansas and Villanova, and we've all agreed this is going to be the game where the winner will come out of. Number one, Kansas. Number one, Villanova. Both one seats. TR, you and I have both stated earlier we picked Villanova to win it all. Uh, who do you think? Well, obviously we both think Nova beats Kansas, but why do we think that? Why do you think that at least? I know you're coughing now. I'm, uh, I thought you would be back. But um, we do have Nova and Kansas. I'll go ahead and start. I think Nova's ability to play and break through defense will help them. I think that Kansas is just a little too inexperienced. This is a Kansas team that's not as good as previous Kansas teams that have not even made it to the Final Four. We're going to have a Nova team. You're good. Uh, You're going to have a Nova team that's experienced. You're going to have guys that can shoot the basketball, guys who can drive. They can do it all. They can score inside. They can score outside. They can really cause a lot of pressure. And Jay Wright's got this team ready to go. And I think Nova's going to beat Kansas no problem. TR, what do you think? Uh, The last thing you said is is a little hard for me to repeat with the no problem. Um, well, maybe not no problem, but I think I shouldn't say no problem, but I do think they will win. Uh, you know, you had your homer uh, floor earlier um, with just, Minnesota as a possible eight seed with Butler pulling the unbelievable. I'll be a homer here, and uh, I don't like Kansas. Like you mentioned, Wayne Selden earlier, he was a Kansas guy, Frank Mason. They always seem to put out those national player of the years that never get that uh, pro uh, top two or three. I mean, obviously Embiid and Wiggins, but, I mean, over the long period of time, they always have those certain dudes that are just great players, kind of like Michigan State that, you know, they the pro scouts don't project into these uh, crazy superstars or whatever, but they have a nice million-dollar life, and they end up on some team. Um, they have a first-team All-American. Um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Wendell. <laughs> why, why am I missing this? No, not, not Villanova. I'm talking about Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Um, you talking about Graham? Uh, is it Graham? Talking about Graham, or are you talking about Azbuki? It ain't Azbuki. It's uh, I keep thinking of Rick your guy Booth? from. <laughs> I keep thinking of your guy. That's what's mixing up my brain. Uh, from Devon West Virginia. Carter? Yeah, it's not. That's that's messing me up. But uh, I'll I'll figure out his name in like two seconds. But so they have first team All American along with uh, Aiton and Brunson and. God, now I forget the other two. So much for preparation. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Newman averaged 12 points a game this year, and for whatever reason against Duke, he thought he was Donovan Mitchell and started hitting threes like crazy and taking people to the hoop and end ones and what have you. He is not the All-American uh, Newman. but With Devontae they, Graham. That, there you go. Um I said Graham. The, K-Fape me. 
<laughs> no, but it was the first name that was throwing me. I was thinking of, you know. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, anyway. hopefully, uh, for for my sake, I think Villanova is the better team. I'll I'll state I'll state that out first and foremost. I agree but with that. When, when Duke Duke and Kansas was a hell of a game, uh, there were some stretches that I was like, these kids have wind, man. They were going at an unbelievable pace for, I don't know, maybe a seven or eight minute stretch where it was just back and forth and fast and hard defense and. You know, and then uh, and then Newman started banging threes, which is he ended up with 32 points, which is uh, 20 above his average. So uh, if he doesn't, you know, morph into somebody else, I believe Villanova's team game, ball movement, uh, their six man Dante Divincenzo Senzo or whatever the hell his name is, um, <laughs> the the Pison that. Came, comes out of nowhere and dunks like you know, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I I don't believe he's Italian. There's something else going on there because I played ball with Italian guys and none of them got up like him. But and he's kind of redheaded too, which is is weird. But uh, anyway, that means nothing to anybody. Um, Villanova, they they left for the game. We had local coverage here. Jay Wright noticeably aging, which is. Uh, Really nothing to do with anything else except how weird I am at noticing things. Um, <laughs> well, he's a two little years stressed, ago, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, two years ago, uh, when they won a national championship, he was, you know, really ogled here in our market about obviously being well-dressed, but also being like a handsome man and all that kind of stuff. He's looked to have aged about 10 years in those two years. Uh, sorry, Jay, if you're listening or we're a future guest. But... Uh, maybe that grind of keeping a, a you know small program as far as uh, you know there's no football powerhouse in the school or what have you. Nova's a basketball school, and uh, maybe the stress of keeping them. They, I believe they have uh, all kinds of records as far as wins in in a certain amount of time in the history of the NCAA, like like UCLA type records, John Wooden era. Yeah. For I mean, it's only for like four or five seasons, but still, nonetheless, uh, to be a great program like that, uh, you know, Philly, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I believe they're the best team left of the four. I, you know, Homer and part Homer and part real prediction. I see our second parade in this city of brotherly love in two months. I see uh, next Monday night. Uh, them Brunson and them boys and his uh, lovely mother and his Minnesota Timberwolves father who uh, is an assistant coach <laughs> for you guys who played at Temple and played in the NBA. Rick Brunson. Um, I hope he never hears this because he could probably still kick my ass. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Villanova will will cut down the nets come next week quick update before we move on um the 76ers defeat the new york knicks with a final score of 118 to 101 sixers have won eight straight now so there's a big win for them uh moving forward tr the Cavs did defeat the hornets 
So the standings will not budge in that in that uh, way. But a big win for Philly, and uh, they remain a half game back of Cleveland. Yeah, I can't I can't shit, piss on the parade. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned with the MB thing. I want to learn more after the show, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, what did uh, do you do you have that the, the box scores and so forth to see what our buddy Markel yeah, did? Yeah. I, yeah, I can I can bring that up really quick. Yeah, box score here. Uh, let's see, Markel Fultz did 13 minutes and 35 seconds tonight. He had three points, five rebounds, seven assists, a steal, a block. Was only one for five shooting from the floor, but did have quite a bit of assist. And in the plus-minus, Markel Fultz was, I believe, plus eight. So that's an, like, yes, he was plus eight. An average of plus eight. An average of plus twelve. I guess. I gotta zip it. I gotta zip it. He's uh, <laughs> he's, uh making. He's been listening. I think they've uh, they've turned these on for him while he's been working out, and uh, <laughs> we've motivated Mr. Fultz. Uh, and hey. for that, we will take. And if we if we are the reason why Markel Fultz is motivated and the Sixers continue their ways, we will take two courtside or three courtside seats. For me, Tom, and Tim to come heckle him at every home game. Uh, that way, we keep him motivated. And uh, yeah. throw in a few beers. Throw in a few beers for Tr. I'll take the nachos, and Tim will have something Canadian like moose sausage or some shit like that. If you can get that, <laughs> please make that happen. Uh, moose sausage and beer, and uh, yeah, we'll make that he happen was, for Tim. He he was uh, he was actually Thunder Nuggets' uh, best friend, Moose Sausage. Thunder Nuggets, Moose Sausage. <laughs> yeah, we we all had nicknames in that locker room, but anyway. Oh man, that sounds like a locker room I would have wanted to be in. Uh, <laughs> quickly, Tr, the NIT finals approach as. Penn State just ran through Mississippi State last night. The NIT finals are tomorrow. And Western Kentucky fell to Utah. So it'll be Utah and Penn State in Madison Square Garden for the NIT championship. Who do you like? Well, uh, I would be lying through my not-so-pearly-white teeth if I said I had a clue as if I paid close attention to either team during the season. Um, But just from the massive, uh, what's the word? Um, It seems like Penn State really wants to be there by the way, by the scores I've been looking at. Yeah. And by the way they've been playing. And, that said, and also, Homer again, for the football programs in the Philadelphia area, Penn State has always been our adopted, quote-unquote, football team, even though obvious shame and embarrassment with the scandal, which we don't want to bring up. But um, we're probably going to have, uh, if not number one, definitely top four draft pick come out of there and Barkley in the NFL draft. Yeah. So – being a Penn State college football fan, I have to be rooting and predicting the Nittany Lions to beat Utah. Yeah, I was actually – I'm going to have to go with you on that. I was kind of surprised at um, 
Penn State, or I was surprised that Utah beat Western Kentucky. But um, I don't know, man. We're the Jazz playing Utah, and Utah's ahead of my Wolves right now. I don't like Utah very much at the moment, so I'm going to go with Penn State. But honestly, with the way Penn State looked last night, I, I think Penn State's uh, they're the pick, and they look like they're ready to do this. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting game. So we'll have our eyes fixed on that. Leave the final interesting. game tomorrow. Interesting note on that game. Um, yes. We yes. it was mostly you and Tim, but I chimed in a little. It was one of those nights where I was busy or whatever, but uh, and it okay. wasn't the flagship show. But just to keep consistent with our NCAA ineptness, mm-hmm. the NIT tournament, none of us had Pitt playing Utah either. No, so, no, we did not. <laughs> I mean, Penn State playing Utah. I'm sorry. So. We know nothing, but th- think about it from a human <laughs> we element. We know nothing, though. but listen anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah. Think about it from a human element. Um, those kids, you know, they're 17, 18 years old. It's damn disappointing when you don't get selected the NCAA. That's, you know, for sure. But it is. Th- those it two is. teams made a go of it, and it's a hell of a life experience. You get to play in Madison Square Garden, and if you advance to the title, you're in New York City for – you know, three days, and you get to play in the garden and and experience New York yeah. on a on a university dime. I mean, come on, man! It ain't too hey, bad for being a number two tournament. You know, so go no, go not at all. Not at all. Uh, you know what? We're, we got a few minutes left here. I think we got close to ten. Tr, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce a little segment here to you, and this is this is thrown to you. Uh, it's gonna be called Story Time with Tr. Uh, I'm kind of throwing this oh, out of the blue. You're introducing it to me, and I and it's and I got to provide the content. Jesus, I, I exactly. think I know where you're going. Up. Yeah, Tr posted a picture today on uh, Facebook and Twitter, I believe. If any of you have him, it's Tr Shock on Twitter. Um, but he posted a picture today with the late and great Sherry Martell. Uh, and it says here, jobber Bob Bradley cock blocked me. Well, when I was with hashtag Sherry Martell, this before on other shows, I have I've not heard this, and I think um, I really think our listeners need to hear this. So, uh, you sir have the floor while we are only live for another six minutes. Uh, if you just get through the story. And if it takes longer than six minutes, we will uh, continue it in our overtime here. If you're listening live, you'll have to download to finish the story. But, T.R., the floor is yours, sir. Go ahead. Uh, I'll try to make it quick. The late, great, precious sweetheart, sensational Sherry Martell, a longtime ring veteran, uh, in my eyes, very beautiful and uh, very well put together. But tough as nails, um, before all mm-hmm. the glamour came into pro wrestling, was a crush of mine. Um, she she's now deceased at age 49, which really quickly is a spooky age for me because I'm 48, and some of my favorites like Dr. Dusty Williams, Dick Murdoch, Dennis Carluzzo, Sherry Martell, and there's probably others that I'm not thinking of all passed away at age 49. Anyhow. Um, one night at the, the – the picture was uh, actually a different occasion, but one night uh, we were – I got to not be friends of hers. A girl named Kathy Fitz ended up our legitimate best friend uh, who I know from the Philly area. But um, 
Sherry would come in, and uh, one night it was a WWE run, and I can't quote the year, but I was fairly attractive and not a fat guy like I am now, and told her at the bar uh, just after several beers that I thought she was beautiful, and she replied, much to my surprise, with, no, you're beautiful. And uh, I looked around to see if she... Looked around to see if there was any of the boys around to see if I was being ribbed, and it was just me and her. And I was kind of like, wow, uh, I didn't expect that. I expected just like a blow-off or a nice whatever. And uh, I just kept pouring it on with, I think you're an incredible entertainer, and uh, you're also just underrated. I think you're you're gorgeous. And she said, you're so nice, and she's such a handsome with a southern accent. I can't do Sherry with a half of a cold, but... Um, anyhow, uh, she puts her face close to me and kisses me right on the lips and closes her, closes her eyes. There was no crazy, like, uh, makeout session, but uh, either she was playing with me and appreciative of my youthful, uh, complimentary ways, or there might've been a shot. And all of a sudden, once the kiss happens, once the kiss happens, I am ready I'm standing in attention without getting graphic <laughs> like I usually do and I'm at the age to rock and roll you know like nobody's yeah. business and Absolutely. all of a sudden this fucking goofball Bob Bradley who literally I I you know I managed and did everything, but I I was actually quote unquote wrestler in front of people for 13 matches I believe I figured it out to be. I probably wrestled as much as Bob Bradley for God's sakes. He just did it in the WWE. He's a nobody <laughs> jabroni, and uh, for whatever reason maybe Sherry uh, had a reputation of drinking, or I don't know, but certainly pulled the big time cock block and walked over. I mean, I could see it a flare walked over or something, somebody relevant, but Bob Bradley just kind of like gives me a look and a nod and says, Sherry. And she's like, hey, baby. And um, he, he made the motion of he had a joint, like uh, the hand motion. He was going to go smoke weed and said, let's, let's, let's go out or let's go upstairs or something, you know, somewhere away from me. And. I yeah. wasn't a recipient of the invite. And she was like, oh, oh, okay, right quick, I'll be right there. And she kind of said, I'll be back, darling, and kissed me on the cheek. And that was the last I saw of her that night. And boy, did I wait. I waited. <laughs> the lights were on. The goddamn bartender's like, uh, you know, Time to go, buddy. Uh, I told you about seven times, and I waited patiently and never, never finished. Are you deal. talking about? Are you talking about Battle Cat, the second Battle Cat? Was Bob Bradley at Battle Cat after Brady Boone? I think so. Are you talking? You're talking about Bob Bradley, the second Battle Cat. Uh, he see, was uh, sure. trained by Larry. Sharp, I know Brady. Right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, I hope Larry so. Sharp trained him. According Real. to what I'm seeing here, he wrestled. Uh, he was trained by Larry Sharp. He wrestled as Bob Bob Bradley. Continued to make appearances in the WWF syndicated shows, Championship Wrestling, All American Wrestling, facing 
Superfly Snooker, Blackjack Mulligan, and Buddy Rose. He got his first victory when he pinned uh, Lawrence Lawrence uh, Susie at a house show in Salisbury, Maryland. And he became a full-time member of the roster. Yeah, that's what it looks well, like, dude. Yeah, that fucking prick. And I was friends with Larry, but not, not way back when he was trained. But uh, God rest Larry, <laughs> Larry Sharp's soul, too. But uh, yeah. R.I.P. Larry. But fuck Bob Bradley. And that tells me he's probably local. So he wouldn't want to mess with me now. Try to cock-block me now, Bob Bradley, you stupid idiot. I'll freaking find your little ass. <laughs> I'll, I'll put a joint. I'll put a joint up your nostril. While I slap you. I could have had Sherry Martell, possibly. You dick. <laughs> you really could have. Well, folks, that's gonna do it for Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope you've enjoyed story time with Tr and his uh, run in with Battle Cat, the second Battle yeah. Cat, Bob Bradley. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank WildFreeCam.com for sponsoring us. And we want to thank all of you for listening to us, whether it be on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, uh, FM Flash, iHeartRadio now, as we're on there, or any other place that you download your favorite podcast. Uh, leave us a like us, subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review, and uh, let us know on iTunes that you love us. It helps the show out. Big thanks to Jeff Jarrett again. Big thanks to Wow Free Cam. You can follow TR on Twitter. He's at TRShock. I'm at MMITM Nathan, and you can follow the show at Wide Jump. We're on Facebook, and we are all over the place, TR, with anything. Radio, and baby. Yeah, we're going to be at the iHeartRadio Awards next year in Texas, matching Texas. But we can only get there if we get enough listens. So get on iHeartRadio and get us there. All right. I'll tell you what, if we make it to the iHeartRadio Awards, TR, we got to dress as Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber, the blue and the orange tux. Autumn just popped. She said she'd pay money to see it, so I'll do it. I'll do it if you'll do it. If we're at the iHeartRadio Awards, we'll do it. We'll do it. That is an offer. I want to stand out and then bang like Ariana Grande or something. You can bang Ariana Grande. I just want to go, well, Autumn's in the other room. We won't talk about that. So, (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure that you listen to the show, subscribe, like us, all that good stuff. Thanks to WowFreeCam.com. Check them out again. And, TR, it's been a great show. Thanks to Jeff Jarrett for coming on tonight. Thank you for listening to us, wherever it is you're listening to us. And, TR, take us home, man. Peace!